Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're reviewing the new film, The Suicide Squad, today. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smith-Reens. And I'm Clifton. Okay, so this is this is a new territory for us. We've never reviewed a, a current movie or television show or anything like that, so we're just giving it a try, seeing what you guys think. If you like it, let us know on Twitter or in the comments if you want to see more of this kind of stuff. But uh, we'll just jump right in. So, The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. What do we think? Written and directed by James Gunn, I should say. <laughs> Sorry. It was fun. Yes. I, I, I'm going to say something. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm he's a, coming in with a hot take. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. And based upon how they depicted the action <laughs> and the deaths, to me, it was like the worst, best made movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Now, it's weird because I've seen bad movies in which I hate. I don't hate this. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm not a horror fan. So the deaths were always jarring to me. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things that I thought they could do differently, but I felt it was better than the mess that they did with Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it bored me. I couldn't not stop watching. (laughs) <laughs> but the, but the same token, I was like, uh, they had to do it that way. Ugh. Like, I I think for me, once I had heard it was going to be rated R, I kind of expected this. Okay, you know, I I kind of expected not not everything we got, but I expected like the deaths to be gruesome. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, it certainly earns its R rating. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Sure, right off the bat. <laughs> Waste no time. Yeah. Do we, should we slap on the spoiler alert on the beginning of this, please? Yeah. Yes. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. We're gonna spoil everything about this movie yes. in this review. If you're whole, if you have a chance to see it within the theater on HBO Max, go watch it right now because we're gonna talk about all of it. Yep. There's yeah, no I point would, in doing the, I don't think there's any point in doing the review without talking about it. So let's I talk agree. about it. I didn't expect people to lose their face. <laughs> right. <you know>? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, which sure. time? Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh my Which god. Which time? Because I'll tell you what. Uh, so, um the the yeah, when when uh uh Blackguard eats it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's ooh, you know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of like, oh, oh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one that really messed me up is the Starro one when when well, now when, you're jumping to the end. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was that was the 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 I mean well since since Tommy's talking about losing faces though, that was the losing right. face that I was like, oh like that one right, stuck right. with me yeah for a bit. But um yeah. But I mean so we, we should set this up. So this was a movie that was like highly anticipated by all of us. Sure. Yes. We're all looking forward for this in our year end like you know we all talked about how this was like one of the things for 2021 we were really looking forward to. Yeah. Absolutely. You know Suicide Squad comes up a lot, you know, just just regularly. So we're a fan of the concept. Yes. You know, already anyway. Yeah, I was I was super excited about it. I mean, I've I read I haven't read as much as like the, the later stuff, but the Ostrander run, the one that Gunn pretty much drew from, mm-hmm. I've read all of it. I love it. It's one of my favorite series of all time. One definitely one of my favorite villain series of all time, but like comics, I love that whole run. Mm-hmm. That thing's yeah. that's that's top to bottom. That it, it may come off a little dated now because some of it's wrapped up in eighties politics, but otherwise, it's fan. You know, it's yeah. just it's fantastic. It's so good. 
Ostrander does such a good job. And he's definitely with- drawing upon some of that stuff too, because I mean, like, like Ostrander's in the movie. Sure. Oh yeah. Like, you know, is he really? I blinked yeah. and I missed him. Where is he's he? he's the doctor putting putting the explosive in Savant's head. Yeah, says good when he says good dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's okay. yeah. That's Ostrander. Yeah, that's oh, Ostrander wow. right there. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah, I think I think when I I follow him on uh, I don't know Facebook or, or on on Twitter, but he said that he's the Rooker when he saw him at the premiere kept calling him his co-star since they <laughs> since they were in that scene. Which I love that part of it. I, I was you know not that they didn't do it that much with you know acknowledgement in the first one, but this one Gun for said from like from the jump, no, no, I'm looking at the Ostrander run. That's what I'm basing this on, and and rightly so because that's the way you know we wouldn't this movie wouldn't have been made without that book. Let's yeah. uh, let's be let's yeah. just you know get that out there. That's not that's not a hyperbole. Without that, because before it, I mean, it's the the Task Force X stuff. The 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 original premise is is pretty much they're four humans chasing mon- like it's more like challenges the unknown and they're chasing yeah. monsters. Okay. The whole dirty dozen concept of villains, you know, basically getting the time shaved off of their their exactly. their sentences for going after whatever the, the American government wants them to do. That's all Ostrander. Yeah, that that comes out of Legends, that miniseries, mm-hmm. and if without him, you don't have this. So, I mean, Luke okay. McDonald, obviously, the artist on most of it is, you know, is also right there, but it's, you know, it's definitely John Ostrander. So, okay, that I was happy to see. I was glad yeah. that they, you know that they had him front and center. And they weren't afraid to shy away from, you know, there's a lot of people that get thanked in the end of it, but his was the one that was like, nope, they need him in it. So, yeah, yeah and he's there to be thanked for it. So why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, they that that that's it's a great achievement. It's a great book. So that's good. That's great for him. Mm-hmm. I had never read much of Ostrander's run. I'm mm-hmm. just always familiar with the concept of the team just right. from other stuff. I've read a little bit over the years. I read, you know, stuff that it, other villain books that it became the Gail Simone secret six, mm-hmm. other villain books like it. So I, I kind of picked up on stuff along the way. Um, I never saw the first movie either. Okay. <laughs> it's, really? This was the, uh, I mean, the first one was what directed by David Ayer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Did he also write the first one? I think he question. co-wrote. I That's thought he got question. writing credits for it, didn't he? I, yeah, I don't know, but I did not see that one. So I went into this one. I was uh, more excited about this one because, again, I was familiar with the concept, and I liked Margot Robbie a lot in Birds of Prey as mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. Okay. And a big James Gunn fan. So I was not surprised at all by the the level of gore because I've seen Slither. Right. <laughs> uh, James Gunn like just knowing his background he's got a horror background he like I've mentioned it before on a show he worked for Trauma uh, he worked okay. for Lloyd yeah. Kaufman at Trauma Studios Trauma created Toxic Avenger Nukem High did you see there was a Toxic Avenger credit on the movie that makes so much yeah, sense yeah I noticed yes. that too I did I did notice the credit like a special thanks but I did not see what it was in the film yes and I don't know now. I'm like, does he work this into all of his movies? Just yes, put like I'm a saying. toxic Avenger scene and everything. <laughs> yes. He possibly does, because uh, he did. He was raised a trauma. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was definitely not surprised by the level of gore that we got once I heard it would be rated R. And according, Clinton, not to cut you off, but according to Wikipedia, David Ayer wrote and directed the first one. Okay. 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 So. Yeah, I had not seen that one. Uh, I never did. Not even before going to this one did I see that one. But. Wow. I I don't have the hate for that movie that people do. I don't. I don't either. I don't. I really don't. It's not. I'll, it's back, not, you it's, up. I'll back you up on it, Frank. Thank sure. you. Thank you for co-signing. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that because it's 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 not a bad movie. I mm-hmm. mean, it's especially for what they're for. Again, you know, for the people that, that enjoyed the the first couple outings for this, you know, extended universe stuff for DC. 
Um, the character, the, my, my, my take on it has always been the characters act like the characters are supposed to be portraying. Like no one's like the villains do, you know, villainous stuff. No one's surprised that the villains are doing things that, you know, you know, this is not a, well, why would this character that's supposed to be a hero and virtuous doing these things? No, that's not this. So I don't, yeah. I never had a problem with the day. I mean, even though, you know, there's talk of Warner Brothers cutting it up and, and messing with it with David Ayer's, you know, first one, I, I right. didn't have anywhere right. near the same vitriol for the, that some people did. I thought it was fine. I don't either, but I do think that it's possibly going to make it better. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, we we we, gave, we did the Ostrander love fest, but I think the stuff in the first <laughs> movie that works is also the stuff that's above and beyond clearly Ostrander stuff. Well, I mean, that's you know the thing. What I mean, about, sure. I mean, but the thing about that is that it's the um, that's an. I mean, the first one's an adaptation of Ostrander stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like I think it's like the four. Let me see. I can. I'll look it up real quick, but I believe it's the um, like the fourth trade mm. for Suicide Squad, like that when they get into it. Let me see if I can find out. No, it's actually second. It's the second trade mm. out for for the the collection, the the the, the trades. Yeah. It's the Nightshade Odyssey, where basically you find out what her background is and all that stuff. They just folded in, you know, Nightshade into Enchantress and did it that way. Mm-hmm. So there there are some things in it though that I do think. I, I think like there, there are weird decisions in it that make me go, huh, that mm-hmm. kind of like that's sort of unfortunate, I think. And those are corrected here. So okay. so, so the quick one I'll, I'll bring up here is that like. um, Rick Flagg, to me, is the reason why the Suicide Squad concept works is that you mm-hmm. have like he's not a criminal. He's not he, like he's not in the same situation that, that no. you know, all the other guys running the operation are. He's there. He's he's the chaperone, essentially. Right. And, sure. And he's yeah. and he's also and he is this he's a soldier of a certain of a certain caliber. He's supposed to be one of like the best fighters in the entire DC universe. Right. Mm-hmm. And go toe to toe with Batman, stuff like that. We've seen that all the time. Yeah. And so like he so like he he is enough to keep them in check. Like that's why he's there. Right. The first movie has like the Scott Eastwood character and like the battalion of guys as backup. Mm hmm. And that to me, like the whole premise falls apart on that because I'm like, well, if they're there, (laughs) why do you need the criminals to go in? Like you're already sending people into this operation. The whole point is you don't want to send soldiers into this operation. That's too Mm -hmm. dangerous. You want to send these crooks in. So that's like that's that's a a misstep, I think, for the first movie. Luckily, that's not in the second movie. It is it is like the version that, that, that we that we expect. Here's flag. Here's crooks. And they're going into this like, uh, you know most dangerous situation on the planet. Sure. <laughs> At the moment. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that they, you know, the, 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 this time around, well, I mean, I'll put it this way in, you know, that's one of the things about suicide squad when you read it is, you know, the high body count, like you're not surprised that characters don't make it back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always surprising when it's characters that, you know, that don't make it back. Like it's one thing if you kill somebody that you've never heard of, or they create someone for the book, you're like, well, surely that person's going to die. Right. You know, you know, when I remember seeing the ads for it and they, and they, and they had so many characters, I'm like, oh, well, Javelin's not going to make it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I know. Right. Yeah. You know, Flula Borg yeah. is only, he's only going to be in, in it for so long, you know, or, or uh, Pete Davidson's only going to be in it for so long. Mm. But the fact that, that they put in, you know, the flag and Harley are a part of that group is, is and, you know, it's a cool choice. Right. Because you have that moment of like, set it up I mean, quickly, set, set up the opening quickly. The, the opening, the first, the, uh, 
I don't, I don't know how long that is. For, let's say first 10 minutes of it or so. so. So basically you have the bit with Savant and then it's, it's, it's basically the, the, the premise gets laid out to Savant the, the, for, and, for the, and for the viewer, for the person watching the movie, that this is the Suicide Squad. Um, basically, you can shave time off of your sentence if you basically go on this mission for, for, for Waller and i.e. an extension of the American government. Come, you know, they're all housed in Belle Rev, this penitentiary in Louisiana. Um, and if you do this, the, you, know, the, you, you get the time shaved off. But the catch is um, they're going to put an explosive device in your neck that if you, if you stray too far from your mission or decide to desert altogether, they're going to blow your head off. Right. You know, and then the other thing about it, the, the reason why they're nicknamed the Suicide Squad is because generally they don't, you know, there's a good chance you'll, you'll die. Yeah. You know, that's, that's it completely. It's like, that's the whole, that's the, that's the rub is the, like, well, yeah, I could do this and save off 10 years, but I could also, you know, die horribly at the hands of, you know, whatever that we're going right. to face. Yeah. And they're fully expendable. The government does not care. When we, you know, no, right. that, that's, that's, that's shown early in that first scene is that, that when, the, when they hit the beach and you realize that, um, you know, that uh, Blackguard has sold them out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, that when they, when they hit the beach, the Blackguard has sold them out and that there's no, um, you know, that, that, that they've basically been made. And then it's like basically the firefight starts. Um, you know, you know full well, then it, it's on and then it becomes uh, a symphony of death. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where all these characters that like, you know, like Javelin and, and Mongal and, and, you know, on and on and on, all those characters. TDK. That, yeah, yeah, TDK. Yeah. <laughs> Which is basically a character like, I don't think there's any, any modern day equivalent. And we talked about this like before that we did this episode was just the idea right. that um, he's based on a, on a, 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 a someone who applied to the Legion of Superheroes in the future. I don't know if that's right. his backstory in this, but, you know, and is rejected. Doesn't, they don't want him because they think it's a useless power. <laughs> so mm -hmm. they don't take right. him. He's called Arms Fall Off Boy. Is yeah. that correct? <laughs> yes. Or Arm Fall. I think it might just be Arm Singular arm, Fall Off okay. Boy. <laughs> arm Fall Off Boy. Yeah. That's about all they can do. So okay. they don't, they, they don't take him. So. I would say that one of the lines when they were asking the other people were asking, what does TDK stand for? And mm -hmm. he's like, it stands for me. It's my name. Right. <laughs> one of the lines that cracked me up the most was when somebody was like, your name is just letters. Yeah. And the response of all names are letters. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Yes. I think Javelin says to him, like, I don't, yeah. Yeah, just say your name is letters. And then like, yeah, Pete Davidson, I think, or Blackguard says, yeah, it's all names are letters. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great that bit. That cracked me up. That was very funny. So yeah, but the, I mean, in, in the entirety of Suicide Squad, people like, like I said, people die. Sometimes the deaths are like expected, and sometimes they're they're unexpected. I think there's maybe one instance where an entire team gets wiped out. It's very mm -hmm. like I think that's the only time that there's one. And I don't want if you haven't read it, I'm not going to spoil that for you. Um, but there is an instance where an entire team gets wiped out. Right, like, top to top to you know nobody makes it back, kind of a thing. I think I think this open for me is effective. I like because mm -hmm. we go through the motions completely of like, we got the recruiting stuff. We got right. our focal character. Right. And we think this is the mission that we're going on. And we see, right. you know, it's, it's through Savant's eyes as like our focal character. We, and, you know, and we get Bongal, Javelin, Captain Boomerang, Harley, right. Like yeah. all being led by flag. And we think like, like weasel blackguard, <laughs> like, like this is like, this is the movie and this is good, right. you know? And I, and I like, the 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 shock of it that like you know it 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 plays fair with us and then we get to the scene and then it's just like he sold us out nope <laughs> and like everybody's like like rubbed out basically oh sure yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, again, and I think it's, it does a nice job because, you know, a lot of times when you say, you know, when you have characters that are name characters or, or face characters or, you know, people that you recognize um, and you put them in that situation, you never really know. Like, again, I think it was, it was, it was smart to put Harley and Rick Flagg in this situation after watching everybody. Yeah. You know, get wiped out. And it's also one of those things where it's not like you're dealing with a world beater with any, no one on the beach is going to basically expect to take on an army by themselves. Yeah. You know, they're all kind of like, no, they got some cool, they could, you know, do stuff, but it's not, <laughs> they're not, again, think, they're not going to. I think the casting works in his favor too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we have, we have some favorites of James Gunn, you know, yes. that he's worked with, you know, yeah. um, regulars for sure. Yeah. Regulars in there that you think are going to be there for the whole movie. Right. And I think, I think that that helps. I think that that helps kind of sell the gag. Well, the um, thing about a, a, a quick aside, my wife was, we got done watching him when we're in the kitchen and my wife says, the funny thing is Nathan Fillion was supposed to be in that movie. I didn't see him at all. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and I said, no, he's a dude with his arms coming off. What? Really? Yeah. I said, yeah, that's, that's the Nathan Fillion. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I thought it was like, Again, like I th- when I thought about people that he's worked with before, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of people that he usually, you know, he uses or are willing, to, you know, that shows up for stuff that he does, which I think is kind of cool. I like, kind of like the way that Raimi people show up for Raimi stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, get people that he's been working with since he was kids or when he was, you know, a young filmmaker. I think that's always right. fun when people do that kind of stuff. So. I think it's effective. I, th- I think the actors, you know, the players in the scene works. I think, like you said, the fact that Harley and Flag are there kind of like, you know, puts because like, really, if you're looking at the list of names of everybody Mm -hmm. that goes to this operation, like, like the bit where all the characters are like, like, uh, Waller's like analysts, like, like, you know, (laughs) like, like are betting on like, who's gonna, who's gonna, who's gonna die. Mm hmm. Really looking, looking at the list of characters, like those were all the ones I was expecting when all the promotional right. stuff, it would, when they're all saying right. like, don't get too attached. I was looking at them like, well, that, I'm like, Javelin's going to go. And I'm like, certainly, yeah. I'm like, certainly he's going to go. Sure. Right. And then I'm like, like Pete Davidson, I was like, well, he's kind of lovable. So maybe like I could see him kind of sticking around, but I'm like, <laughs> but you know, right. he's certainly like, like nobody has black guard plans. No. <laughs> right. No. You know what I mean? He's, he shows up in a couple issues of booster gold early yeah. on. I think that's my, like his own, like his only thing. And he never shows up as far as I know after that, anything else. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I like that opening bit. I think the opening bit works fine. Um, and you even get to see the bit of, of when Savant, stri- you know, does like, do they, do they actually blow people's heads up? Oh yeah, they actually mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the thing you don't get a lot in the other tellings of the stories. They talk about blowing people's heads yes. up a lot, but you don't see it actually happen. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, okay. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen like hell to pay or, or oh, yeah. uh, right, right. any of that stuff. Let's not spoil everything. Yeah. Right, I was about right, to, right. to blur something out. I'm like, eh, but oh, yeah. no, let's not do that. <laughs> Cause it does, it happens. It just doesn't happen right. that much. You're right. You're talking true, the animated suicide squad, right. hell to pay the animated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you. For, yeah. But, um, no, and I think you, that, that runs the gamut of all the stuff. And then, like, and I get, and I like the tease of Weasel. I think the Weasel bit is also nice because you do have those moments too, where um, characters just die in stupid ways. Mm-hmm. Right, in the book, right. especially, like, there are people that just like they trip over their own feet, or something happens, and they're dead. Yeah, um, that happens too. It's not always like they face a squadron of guys, or they they you know. There's one there's one mission that's really great in Suicide Squad where they go to Apocalypse, and that one is you know, horrific because mm. they're so out of their elements on apocalypse. Um, you know, awesome stuff, but 
the one the one that hurts me in that scene though i'll say is boomerang well of course that's that the one my, that hurts yeah. no i agree with you there i think that's it's one of those um i mean granted they, they could just roll out his kid that's what i'm guessing they're yeah. gonna do if they use him in flash at some point they'll just roll out roll out owen but still i you know boomers i have a soft spot for boomer boomers throughout you know he's one of those um seminal characters in suicide squad for a long long yeah. time I think so too. And I think that that was, that was one of the things that the first movie he's, he's so like criminally underused in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's almost like, why is he there in the first sure. movie? Like they don't sure. do anything with him. And I thought like, like they were going to have some fun with him. Like he's a character that I think lends a dynamic to the team. Sure. Um, and, and I thought for sure, I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, Gunn's going to correct this. Like he, we're going to have some right. fun with Boomerang. And then it was like, no, but <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but again, I will say this: one of the things that one of the things that I again going back to Ostrander, one of the things I love about his book is the fact that, um, and you don't really get it so much in like the hero stuff, but in the in the villain stuff in this book, you get that feeling of you get those stratas of like there's bad guys and then there's evil guys. You know what I mean? Mm, right. And Boomer's just a guy that you know full well. At least in the comics, you never like you always hope he's going to do he's like going to play fair with you and do the right thing or do something that at least going to help the team. But most times he's just going to cover his own ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, there's that aspect of it. And I, and I agree with you. I was hoping for more Boomer in this, but yeah. I kind of saw when, when I saw that he was kind of like lined up with those characters that I pretty much had, a, you know, I was pulling, like even money that I'm like, no, they're not going to make it. Yeah. I just figured there may be a way, but no, no, he did. Oh, and I, and I have two minds of it, too, because like on one hand, I think his death, I think, gives that scene some some weight. Sure. To it for, for, for the comic guys like us that have an affinity for, for Boomerang. Yeah. You know, but yeah. um well, no, well I like the fact that um Harley said that was my friend. Right. Yeah. Mm. It, it it sort of gave the 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 uh the the kind of connection that she shared being on different missions with Captain Boomerang, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it sort of made it, it I think to me that was a sort of nod to the comic fans. It's like, yeah, they had a they had a bond uh, right. in previous incarnation as yeah. to uh why she would feel that way. But I agree with uh uh Zach, as far as Boomerang, I was like, man, of all the people, because Boomerang's more of a bank robber. He's not a murderer. No. Right? Yeah. And he, he was one of the actors that I was really excited. And I'm like, oh, they're like Jai Courtney's coming back for this. Like, I was really happy that, <laughs> right. that some of the some of the carryover from one was was mm. coming of, of which you don't need to watch one at all. <laughs> to no. enjoy this because there's really no carryover. But it is fun for for Tommy, like what you were saying, that there's a hint of like, oh, Harley and boomerang at least did that mission together and possibly more stuff in between right, right. um yeah. if you want to play with it but okay so so let's let's move on to to the real like meat <laughs> right well i do think it's i did just real quick before we leave that scene i do think it's really important that you get the bit with with waller at the end of it looking satisfied with like i knew you know like kind of like i knew this was going to happen and i don't care that it happened right you know and it's it's very telling that you you get more of a um because in the comic you do get much more of a, a like like people that work at Bell Rev, like there's a cast of characters that are there that I really don't think you get much of in the first one. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the one that the, the character that Steve Agee plays, John Economos is a guy that's like throughout the book. Like he's in the book, like he has scenes throughout Suicide Squad. And it's important that I think to have those people there. Cause I think one of those things about that, that I talked about this with Tommy when, after we saw the movie, like this is outside of like the podcast was just the idea. Like one of my things about it is like, as much as I like the idea of Waller being willing to do whatever, she's not an amoral character. Mm, right. And I think having, like, I think the idea of having those characters sort of be obviously a, a, a 
you know, kind of a, 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 I guess, a firewall against her, I guess, in some mm-hmm. cases for some of the stuff she's willing to do. And we'll get more to that as we, the movie, as we discuss more yeah. of the movie. But uh, just that's one of those things where, like, the, he's not like some throwaway character. He's actually in the Raw Sanders run. And the, the blonde woman, I couldn't, I don't know who she's supposed to be, but I couldn't place her for like in being in the comic. Maybe I'm just forgetting her character, right. but. Yeah, we'll anyway, t- we'll touch we'll touch upon what what you're saying at at a later point because I yeah I think what you're saying about Waller I think becomes evident later on with Flag and Flag's mm. Flag's presence there I think complicates it a bit right sure uh, which we can get into but yeah okay so they they're you know they're they're decoys right <laughs> right and there's right. another mission right. Which is again, it's, it's a, which is another point of like, there's you know, there's always a yeah, there's a mission, but then there's like the mission within the mission kind right. of thing, right? So then we shift we shift gears to another part of the beach where we have you know we have Bloodsport, the Idris Elba character, right, and Peacemaker, Ratcatcher two, mm-hmm. uh, Polka Dot Man, who am, mm-hmm. I, who am I blank? Who am I forgetting? King Shark, King Shark, of course, duh, yes. King Shark, yeah, <laughs> right. Which we get like through flashback that like okay like like we get like another set of like recruiting mm-hmm. <laughs> scenes with with a right. new batch of characters, right? Putting together this this operation. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's interesting the idea that that Idris Elba's character. I mean, uh, he's I mean he's a character in the comics. You know, he was introduced in, in John Byrne's run of like Superman. I think he's like issue four when when Byrne, after Man of Steel Byrne did this character. Um, but I, I think it's weird that like I, like everything I've seen and it it just always felt like they were hoping that Will Smith was going to come back, mm-hmm. down to the fact that he's got a daughter that he doesn't you yep. know that he can't connect with or you know he's having trouble with or whatever. There's certainly similar characters as portrayed here. Yeah, yeah very much very so. Similar characters. And I, like I, I don't know the, the the validity of it, but I read somewhere that they you know they didn't really refer to his character by name for the longest time because they were like well if will smith comes back mm-hmm. <laughs> we may not use blood uh i was i want to call him bloodshot but that's not right, it's right. Uh, that was that was a, that was vin diesel right. yes <laughs> that was a different Eclipsing. movie yes so but no the, i mean all that stuff is fine i think i mean idris is always good yeah. you know i mean you know I, i'm always happy to see him in anything so it's not like it's bad that we get to see him you know basically cursing his daughter for a right. scene <laughs> which is which is the only thing that makes it not Deadshot to me, right? A hundred percent. Everything else is is like that's Deadshot. Like that could have been yeah. Deadshot easily, but sure. the fact that the fact that he's he he has that relationship with his daughter, and you see from the first movie that Deadshot's relationship with his daughter is actually like th- th- there's there's there, there, yeah. there's 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 a bizarre twistedness to it, but there's a sweetness to it. Yeah, he right. loves his kid. Yeah, regardless, yeah. He and his I kid. think I think that I think if it was intended to be Deadshot, that that is certainly the the scene I think that got mm-hmm. rewritten the most is the daughter, right. <laughs> the daughter um aspect. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I like I like all the. Rec- I mean, the the thing that I find odd in that recruitment, that whole bit where they're recruiting the, all those characters in that moment, I do find it odd that Peacemaker is more of a cipher. Mm-hmm. And the idea that he's that they do the same things because really they don't do the same things, right. which I thought was an odd way of you know I, I mean it may just be a thing to keep them you know to know that to try and keep them in check so they have the, you know, later when they have their murder contest, mm. um, <laughs> they can you know they not no one's going to get the upper hand of the other kind of a thing, right? But well, yeah, in general, in general description, 
they do the same thing. <laughs> like, they, like the description was just that in their hands, anything's a lethal weapon. Yeah, basically. sure. And I love that bit in the movie where literally her her referral to them is literally like the same exact referral. Right. Where like she 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 said she has her summary of Bloodsport and then you talk Peacemaker and she has literally the same exact <laughs> summary. And then he's like, you just said that about me. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I like it's a good yeah. bit. It's yeah, it funny, a, it's but, a great I, bit. but it's not, you know, I mean, I guess I guess in my mind, being the co- being the comic nerd, I'm like, well, no, they don't do the same thing because <laughs> Bloodsport teleports weapons out of no out of anywhere. Right. You know, that's part or of the just pulls why. them off of himself in this version. Yeah. Sure. But, the, you know, that's the thing of like, that's, you know, he's able to just put weapons together or teleport weapons or whatever. And that's a nice part of the compromise. Why. No, I like sure. that. I like no, I like that his suit is essentially the weapon and he can. It's and the, nice mask, the mask looks great. Also, I'll say I think the, I thought <laughs> the mask looks phenomenal. Even yeah. that weird bit where he's he's like just in the tank top and like the linen pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like and wearing the helmet. I'm like, that mask still looks cool, even though it like. Right. <laughs> But I, that, like I said, that was my only thing was I didn't, you know, I, I, I was hoping for more of it. No, Peacemaker sort of like a guy that we just sort of work with in the government that we do, isn't really like it because they, they don't ever explain. Maybe they'll get more. That was my other thought was the time I ever talked about this when it came to Peacemaker was I wonder how far along in the process they started to decide about doing a, a Peacemaker series for HBO Max. Right. Because it seems like they purposely left stuff out about Peacemaker. Just so they, when they get to they, they, when they get to HBO Max, they can do all of his background and backstory because it's just kind of like again, I just feel like that character was one of those characters. Like, well, he, you know, I mean, I know from like the the ads or from like like interviews, he was like, "I'm a douchey Captain America," which is fine, <laughs> but they don't even give you that in the movie. They just right. got, "Yep, it's Peacemaker, and he's he, everything is a deadly weapon to him," and blah 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 blah. blah. Right. You know, so that was, he's the basis for comedian from Watchmen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Comedian from Watchmen is. was modeled on the Peacemaker character yeah. from Charlton Comics earlier. Yeah. I mean, we get a little bit of the whole thing of like what he's willing to kill every man, woman, and child in order to get peace. That sort of thing is, you know, that whole bit. We get a little of that when they're in the jungle later on. But other than that, I just didn't feel like there was enough for him to be like explain whether it was mm-hmm. he was like, was he a criminal at that point? Was he in Bell Rev? Was he just a guy that like, because in the comics, they they team up with him at one point and it's not a, you know, he's not considered a criminal. He's not part of like the Gen Pop at, at Bel Rev. So he, he was in the prison though when they yeah. find him. That's he what was, I mean. Yeah, I assume he was a criminal. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I didn't there, know if there, there is were... there is a, a like a, a a penchant for killing easily. Oh sure, for him like like an excitement to it, which which leads me to go like yeah, like he's you know yeah he's in jail <laughs> right. like like it's right. well, i mean it could i mean i mean there's you know obviously there's some punisher there too so it's yeah. not like it's you know i mean i mean it could be one of those things where that's the case we just i didn't i, I would wanted a more of a definitive yes this is what where he's at so yeah but you sort of get that as to when this movie ends because i know what you're saying you needed the definitive but i think a lot of the lines of what we've already known of the character especially you frank of what you know of the character but it shows it. I don't think he was ever a pri- if he was a prisoner, it's more along the lines of the prisoner that uh is overzealous on the field that gets people killed mm-hmm. or or shoots um civilians or commits war crimes in order mm-hmm. to ensure because he makes that line and says I'm thorough. Yeah. Uh, right. that, that to me that spells out the dudes that would kill the kids that witnessed the crime just to make sure the uh everyone is um taken care of so it doesn't bleed anywhere or the kind of person that would shoot through the hostage to kill the guy mm-hmm. exactly that's <laughs> right to me that's why he's in the jail if he's okay. a prisoner mm-hmm. right but it seems like um as far as um personalities go 
Mm-hmm. Waller has everyone pegged. Yeah. Right. Everyone. I was gonna say the loophole was um flag because mm-hmm. he has a moral he has he's he's morally strong enough mm-hmm. that he he'll avoid prison time, but he's not letting people get away with stuff, including the government, if he can prevent it. Right. So that's why Peacemaker's there to um ensure that flag doesn't mess up the mission and expose everyone. Right. No, I get that. My thing was my takeaway from it was with with um, what I thought they were going to basically give us was the idea that Peacemaker was um to 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 reference something that's recent is, is Falcon Winter Soldier with US agent, that's their US agent. Oh, that, no, that's their US agent. Yeah, the guy that's basically morally, you know, gray and will do whatever needs to be done to accomplish the mission. I got that. I was just saying I just didn't understand like again, I didn't understand if he was in the prison or these sort of like, or, or like when they put somebody in, in, in the prison to basically be like part of the team, but really he's the whole time. I mean, yeah. granted, we see what he's doing. He's up to later, but I, I like, I like that, 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 that that's a possible Avenue of it too. I like, mm. that's one of the things about this movie. I like is that there is some things that go that, 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 you know, are not spelled out and, right. and lets you kind of go like, yeah. Oh, I wonder like, is he just in there because Waller needs him on that mission? Right. 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 And, and needs and like needs the cover of like, well, I'm using him as a criminal and stuff. Right. 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 Because 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 otherwise flag gets suspicious of why somebody else is why, mm-hmm. why another operative is in there. Right. Right. Because, again, it's one of those things where like like we much talk about this much like we talked about the, the beach scene. There's missions within missions, but there's also people that have specific goals within missions like yeah. it doesn't it's always it's always counter to what the the the, the what the the general group is told anyway mm-hmm. yeah that happens all the time in that book but so. to me the 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 outlier thing that you got to take in consideration especially when they're doing the briefing mm-hmm. he's you give him the person that he's an idiot right yeah like yeah, why would yeah. Wallet, well like why would wallet trust an idiot with this right. mission especially when he says with the starfish bit yeah yes <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a slang term Yes, <laughs> it's the same term for yeah, yeah. But you're just waiting for him to get killed by mistake as right. an idiot. It's it it's the fact that Bloodsport has to take him out is something that's unexpected. Like sure. to, to me, the whole point. I'm like, man, Cena's gonna buy. It. The only reason why I don't think Cena was gonna buy it was the underlying knowing of what um HBO Max is gonna do with the character. That's right. the well, only thought, but, hint. But see, but see, Tommy, my thing was I thought Peacemaker series was gonna be a prequel. Yeah, you're both right. Still, you're both right. Still, you're both right. Yeah, I mean, that, that was yeah. that was one of those things where, where, um, yeah, under uh, like I know underlying the whole time is is like, yeah. well, I know Peacemaker's got a show. Yeah, but right. at the same time, right. I am going like, well, I mean, it d- doesn't still doesn't mean he's not going to die. Yeah, right. exactly. you know, I mean, granted, when he, when he makes that turn, right? Yeah, when he turns and becomes, you know, the competent agent. Yeah, I don't know. That's my question of like. Which is the act? Like, what's the the act? Is the act that he's a buffoon and then he does it? He's able to turn it on and off, or is he like that's just he's just goofy when he's not in like in the moment? I don't know. I guess we'll see when we get the series, but. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I I don't think we know enough just yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do think the character is well cast. Like, so, yeah. like oh, Cena, Cena is perfect to to. Oh, to, he was fantastic to, to play. Like weirdly, he could play that kind of buffoonery. No, I love him. I and at the same time, like he's just as believable in the stuff that he that he's doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Well, another thing too, Frank, me and Frank, uh, what we discussed when he said when 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 he, when Bloodsport explaining his background mm-hmm. and talking about what his father did, right? Uh, um, Peacemaker's reaction was just hmm. And after <laughs> you told me what his background is, yeah, there is no way he 
that he doesn't look down on him. Oh, or, of course. Or hating it. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. yeah. I think I think we're going to get in the show. I For me, I believe what you think as far as the prequel. We're going to get his path. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just no, I think greater, we will, too. Yeah, just in greater detail than whatever yeah, we, movie didn't show. Yeah, we can talk more about that scene like, when we get like we get close to it. Because yeah. like, I, I definitely had thoughts, but... It does. They do do a good job, though, of of capable and buffoon. Capable, oh, of and course. Buffoon. Because I'm thinking back to that bit too, where they're like they're camping out for the night, and he shows up like in his tidy whities <laughs> which I'm like, what? What? What is that? <laughs> right? Yeah, you're yeah, you're in the jungle and you're in yeah. your underwear. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But again, I wonder if it's just cover or it's act mm-hmm. or he actually is a buffoon until the, because again, the next scene is them going to get flag, and it's that like I said, it's that murder contest between him and Bloodsport. Yeah. Where they're just killing people in, in, you know, inventive quote unquote ways, um, till they get to flag, mm-hmm. and then you find out they've wiped out all right. the freedom yeah. fighters. That's yeah. a great. That's a great reveal too. When when yeah, when flag is just sitting with them, and he's like, he's like, dude, this, tea? Is, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is the rebels. Uh, this is the rebels. I'm with the I'm with the freedom fighters. Like I'm the reason. Right. I, I'm, they're the reason I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> and they've, yeah, and they've wiped out everybody. Yeah, they wiped out yeah. their army, and they're like, we didn't see anybody. Just, which is, a, I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice metaphor for American ops. That was right. one of those things. That's, that's my takeaway from it. It was yeah. like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's a nice bit. So. But that is a fun bit as, as horrific as that scene can oh, get. Yeah. Also, I like the tit for tat there yeah. between Bloodsport and, and Peacemaker there. Uh, but, I mean, it's, but I mean, it's a pissing contest, but with killing people to get to it. Yep. So. And then what do we have next? The Harley stuff? Oh, the Harley with the president stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What are you guys' yeah. thoughts here? It's always fun to watch her. Mm-hmm. I no, mean, it's fun. it's fun to give her a spotlight. That's why I felt it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those things where, like, it, it's at this point, obviously, like giving her. I had a moment of like, oh, it's just gonna be, but no, I, it's earned. I mean, she's earned it. Mm-hmm. Well, though, well, here's the bit, uh, Clifton. You didn't see the the first movie, but a lot of that stuff is interchangeable, just done well, because mm-hmm. it's it's in the first movie. What you're not aware of is you get the Harley bits, but with Joker infused. Yeah. So it kind of takes the spotlight away and you kind of see, trying to see what the Joker is about. It takes, I mean, but it plainly takes the spotlight away from Harley when it doesn't need to be taken away. But in this one, it's pure her yeah. and, and how she deals with it, who she is, even how the president looks at her as a symbol. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, just, just, just how she's presented and how she deals with the situation. And on top of that, it shows her moral commitment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As to she's not really a villain the way that she's portrayed, at least through Waller's eyes, you know? Yeah. Right. No, it is it it's it is it is a reaction to the first movie. Mm-hmm. And like it plays nicely with Birds of Prey. It does. Also, it I, was does. Say, I think I was gonna say I was gonna say it's one of the it's a rare moment so far in the DC Extended Universe where you see a character's growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you can actually, I mean, we haven't, I mean, it may be different when we see like, you know, more of the sequels, but it definitely, for me at least, I was like, oh, wow. So this is like, you know, this is a, a realized character that we've seen now in her fourth outing or third outing? Third. This is third. Yeah. Third. Okay. So third outing, which is nice. Like, I thought that was, I thought that was a good bit. I liked all that stuff. I liked the idea of, again, you know, missions within missions, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like this one a lot because it definitely does feel like it picks up after her emancipation mm-hmm. as the title of Birds of Prey and right. the emancipation of the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. <laughs> right. Great title. Uh, 
Yeah, it is a good title. I still like that title. Yeah, I still do. They too. chickened out later, though. I know, <laughs> but no, like I really did like this scene because, like you said, yeah, this is this is one where we we see an arc and we see an arc continuing, mm-hmm. and, and just seeing the growth of where she's like, you know, it looks like she's gonna fall back into a trap again, right? Like a trap she falls herself into all the time until she doesn't. Yeah, and then you're just cheering for her every second of the way after yeah. that. I like yeah. how they show that she's competent, like. She doesn't need rescuing. No. Right. Yeah. And that is a fun bit too. My only thing about that is I wish they had talked to the choreographer from Birds of Prey mm. because I loved her fight choreography <laughs> yeah. in Birds of Prey. Clifton, I thought the same thing. I'm so yeah. glad you brought it up because I was like, man, yeah. she moves better in Birds of Prey. Yeah. It's just because it's just because her fight has such character in Birds of mm-hmm. Prey because they decided like they went out of their way in, in Birds of Prey to give her to give cartoonishness right. to her fight choreography that fit her so well. And in this one, I mean, it's an awesome scene yeah, right. and it's a great scene in the movie, but I'm like, yeah, they, these are, these are just kind of like the same action moves everybody's doing in these yeah. movies. And, and like the other just gave her her own fighting yeah. such personality. It comes that's di- my only, that's my only, it comes concern. in different ways in this movie. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. Like there's su- her movements, her choreography in birds of prey lends itself to, to, to that, to that, um, yeah to that outcome that you're talking about. Whereas in this movie, you're resorting to like floral backgrounds and stuff like, right. Which, right. which is Later fun you too. See what, you see like what she's seeing yeah. sort of, um, which does leave, leave a, a, a funness to it right. too. But yeah, I, I, I wish that she moved a little more fluidly <laughs> like she did at birds of prey. Cause that scene in birds of prey, the police station is awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was, it was on last night. And I watched that scene again. It's a good scene. She's really good in it. And it, it was one of the things where it was nice to compare it so quickly to watching um, the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. What I, one thing I do like about it in the Suicide Squad version one is the idea that they, it's one of those things where early on in her original series, I think it's Carl Kessel. I think I'm going to give him credit for it, but I'm not certain because I think he was a writer on that one. But it's shown that when, in her mind, when Harley was doing like, was committing violence, that in her mind, it's more along the lines of, how she looks in the animated series. Like it's all cartoony to her, uh-huh. right. even though she's committing real violence. And I thought that was a nice kind of like, Oh, well they're trying to, maybe they're trying to nod to that. Right. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I liked, I liked the way it was shot. You know, I liked the fight in this one as well as the one that's in birds of prey. Right. Uh, yeah. They're both which great. I'm going to say too, is that now she's been in three movies and has had a different outfit in all the movies. I, I think it's, a, I'm going to say it's a tradition now and I want to keep it going. I like the multiple outfit changes that she's had. I like that. She doesn't have a uniform. <laughs> essentially you know right i think it's cool and she got the evita dress in this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as much as i want to see her in that classic jester costume sometime mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i like i like how it's just getting you know moved around a, yeah. a lot you know they're playing with it which is which is great can we talk about the madness that is the polka dot man <laughs> yes <laughs> sure. Frank, i'm remiss i had no idea about the character, I just know he existed as a right. terrible Batman foe. Mm-hmm. Right. But what they displayed there was just truly disturbing on every yeah. measure of the character. Is mm. any of that canon? They did some upgrading for him in this. Yes, I they did. I, I don't think it's like I don't think it's canon. I think it's one of the things where they like looked at it like um looked at a at a, at a Silver Age or Golden Age villain. Mm-hmm. I think he's Silver Age. They looked at him and said, you know, what can we do to give him something a little more than just he shoots polka dots? Yeah. So um, I don't think it is. It's it's I, I think it's just one of those you know, modern, you know, 
modern take. Yeah. Okay. Because his po- his polka dots in the books originally, like, I mean, he's he's a character from what the sixties. Yeah. Right? Like, his, I mean, he goes way back. I just looked up his first appearance was Detective Comics three hundred in nineteen sixty two. Yeah. Honestly, I think Dick Sprang drew him. Honestly, I think that's how old that his his polka dots. I mean, like they were gadgets essentially, right? Mm-hmm. They did like different things. They were like they were like uh, uh like Green Arrows, like like Trick Arrows. Like they all right. kind of did different things for for different situations. Whereas this one, you know, like uh, they're dangerous for sure. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, they they yeah, they, that's they yeah. I mean, it's one of the only things that that took out Starro early on when they're <laughs> right, you know, right during that fight. Yeah. Well, to me, it's to me, Polka Dot Man and Ratcatcher was a split of El Diablo from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. The tragic past and the overwhelming power mm-hmm. of split into two different characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just yeah. I mean, that's how I saw both of them because Ratcatcher had the tragic past in which she didn't belong there, while um, effing um, Polka Dot Man was, was a experiment from his mom, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which he sees everyone as his mother. Yeah, just it's just just disturbing, man. Don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think it's along the lines of like, I remember when at one point when um, I think it was Jeff Johns was talking about different characters that he wanted to like reinvent. And one of them was like Kite Man. Right. And he had some messed up origin for Kite Man along the lines of like, no, the kites are made of human skin. Like something uh, crazy yeah. like that. <laughs> Ew. Right. You know, and, and I don't I don't think every every villain needs that level of like, Ugh. Right. No, I agree. But I think but I think that's what they just did with Polka Dot Man. I don't think there's anything that's, you know. Yeah. I just don't think there's anything there other than that's just what they did. Right. So, okay. I will bring up original Polka Dot Man creators because I see them okay. here and one never gets enough credit and that is Bill Finger. So oh, of course. The credited creators I see are <laughs> Bill Finger and Sheldon Moldoff. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. I can see that. Nice. That makes sense. Nice. Creator Batgirl there. Moldoff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I think his, I mean, his, the actors, uh, what, I can't remember the actor's name. What's his name? David Dest Malkian. Yes, he's great. I mean, he's from like I, I know think him, I pronounced that right. Like he's, he, I know him basically from what uh, Ant Man, Ant Man the Wasp, right? I, I, yeah, I, I first yeah, he's in the game. I first yeah. saw him in Dark Knight. Oh yeah, he's, right. he's, he's he's in the ambulance when when Harvey. That's right. Uh, yeah. You know, he's yeah. he's in the ambulance with with Rachel's name tag. That's right. And he's that right. guy. He's one of the Joker's, yep. um, uh, you know, crooks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff and he's, uh, he's, he's voicing calendar man now in the, in the animated long Halloween, um, oh, cool. adaptations that are out too. Yeah. He's really good in those too. Yeah. But he's good in this. He's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, he's, you know, uh, his whole, <laughs> you know, I hope so. He is. He's not a loser though. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's powerful. He's got some gravitas yeah. to him. Like, yeah. like I said, like when they're fighting the, the star Kaiju, th- those bullets aren't working. Those bullets aren't doing anything. No, no. <laughs> Well, I mean, Tom and I talked about that when, you know, we talked about how disturbing it was when he basically melts those guys' ankles and stuff. Yeah. Right. You know, that whole thing was like, oof. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, all right, so where are we in the story? We have, what, where are we next? Well, let's go quickly, let's go quickly into Ratcatcher, too. Okay, sure, Ratcatcher, sure. Ratcatcher 2, I think, is a real, uh, like, standout, real delight of this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, li- I like her character a lot. Um, right. You know. She's an original character in this movie. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of. I saw a lot of since since uh, Thursday. I've seen a lot of like when do they introduce her to the DCU proper? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, soon. It's coming soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if not already, it has to be happening. Yeah, yeah people are already like, no, no, we need that character as soon as we can. So I'm sure. Based on, uh, based on existing character rat catcher. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great Batman story, too. Also, right. one of those that's like, that's not in the top 10. It's in nobody's top 10 of like greatest Batman stories, but like, but it's, no. it, it's, it, you know, it's a good one to seek out for the three issues of which, which I don't have in front of me. Um, it's detective, right? you know, what, what number, what numbers they are. I mean, like I know they're in my right. collection. I know that, but you know, they're, right. they're great issues. Um, so yeah, so she's a take on that character, which doesn't, which, you know, is, is her dad, yeah. <laughs> which is, which is a nice bit played by uh take away td yes mm-hmm. in a nice little cameo mm-hmm. yep i love everything about this i love everything about this <laughs> right i have one note only one wish okay. one wish okay when you get when you get the full backstory of it and you mm-hmm. and you see like why she's in jail okay right because she says like they started off in like portugal and right they're in portugal and then mm-hmm. and then she comes to the states i wish that she mentioned that she that they came to Gotham and that's where she got arrested. That's all. That's all I want. <laughs> that's all I want. I wish that she said we came to America, we came to Gotham City, and that's where I got arrested for, right. for robbing a bank. Because this is this is the thing that I like. I like when when you are throwing the other fictional cities around in the DC universe for things. You know what I mean? And I think it would be nice for a movie that doesn't have a whole lot of nods. It would be nice to be like, okay, like just to acknowledge, even though we got Batman villains running around in there, like there's Gotham, there's a Batman nod, you know, Mm -hmm. that's all. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been nice to even see him fight Batman. I think in that flashback, like when (laughs) she's got like the thought bar stuff. Yeah. I would have loved that. The (laughs) the only issue is that like, like which version you're going to use. You got Ben Affleck, you got, Pattinson, like, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, that, I think that is just too tough to figure out because, like, clearly, I don't think they have a lane yet for that. Nah, they got lost. They in don't. That. Yeah, yeah, they don't. I'm glad that since they didn't have any particular person for it, that they didn't infuse it in just because they thought they needed to tell a story. But one thing I want to bring up too is I like the fact that they had a water-based character and they didn't have a water-based scene. If that made any sense, mm-hmm. like in the first one. <laughs> The fact that they put Killer Croc and they had to do a mission where he's actually swimming, yeah, right, was, it was was ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. While here, they clearly had a sh- <laughs> a water based character, and right. he's not made to swim or, <laughs> or yeah, or breathe in the water or th- you know whatever the case may be. Yeah, here they were just using him as the Hulk. Yes, yeah. thank you, and and that was more quite more effective than uh, Killer Croc ever was in the first movie. Yeah, oh yeah, thousand percent, Tommy. I agree. He should be in the Aquaman movie. Like he should yeah, be in the sure. next one. I think like, <laughs> like that he would should. be fun. Yeah, that yep. would be fun. I like their relationship too. I like, I like Ratcatcher to being like, you know, like, do you want to be my friend? King shark. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> it's a nice fit. Yeah. All her other friends are rats. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Oh, what was the name of, of the rat that wore the vest? Sebastian. Oh, Sebastian. Sebastian. That was the one too. I was like, man, Sebastian better not die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think it was our engineer before we were talking. He said he was worried, like when you see the Sebastian leading a charge. At one point, they focus on it yep. in the movie. Yeah, me too. Charge rats. Like you think he's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. think it's gonna be lost. But that bit at the end too, where he's he's on 
He's on Bloodsport's lap after the, mm-hmm. the mission. He falls Curling asleep. Up. Oh, I love, it's yeah. so cute. I love that one. <laughs> yes. That, in that rat, rat you though. see like, like every, every dog owner, every cat owner like sees their pet in right. that rat for that moment. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to throw up when they see him, her and her dad covered in rats. That was just <laughs> <a> gross. <laughs> that was adorable. <laughs> yeah. It's cute and ratted too. He's not cute there. It's just gross. <laughs> gross me the hell out, man. Oh, I cringe. It's it's. But I, I but I, again another one. Like I love everything about like her and her dad. Like twisted but sweet at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it you was. Know? Yeah. But yeah, that that whole like again, Tom and I were talking about that whole scene. The the, the fact when they're exchanging stories about their dads and like you said, that's like twisted sweet. And then he tells a story about why he's afraid of rats. And you just like Cena plays it really well because it's nice. It's just a moment of like, <laughs> yeah, dads, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and, and I also like like Tommy said. I also get the feeling of like you like I I, I want I'm, I'm glad he doesn't, but I like I want Cena to be like when we find like finally find out if you don't know about his dad, um, <laughs> just when it's just one of those moments of like you don't have any idea what it's like to have a terrible father. That's what yeah. I wanted him to say. Right? It was like you don't have any clue. <laughs> what it's like but he doesn't so it'll just have to be something we see later on so okay so let's get into the meat of the mission all right so we have to get into Jotunheim mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because Jotunheim is 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 you know is um I, I I took it as it's it's uh you know obviously it's it's shorthand for a for obviously a, it's a Nazi operation because yeah, it's, right. it's Germanic so you know, it's Norse, it's all that stuff. So surely that's what's going on. But they have to get in because there's something going on with something, some kind of weapon. Star- Project Starfish, mm-hmm. which is slang for something else. Right. Um, you can but say no, it. But- Spoiler everything. It's Starro. Yeah. It's Starro the Conqueror, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't and isn't. So that's the problem. It isn't and isn't. Okay. Well, no, well Frank, talk, to, talk more about what you thought of the thinker, man. Oh, so I again, Tom and I were talking about it, and I and I I had that moment of when I first thought, like when I first introduced the whole thing of like, hey, they, you know, you have this, you know, General Generalissimo who who's in a coup with this other guy that and they kill this family that's been running this running Santa Prisca. I thought it was the thinker has been put like I thought it was like no, everyone's fine with this family. They're really benevolent. They're really not that bad. They're not like you know, they're not tyrannical, and that the thinker was the man behind the curtain was like pushing people using his powers. Right. Mm. And we don't ever really get that moment of the thinker ever doing that. He's just got light bulbs in his head. Right. So I didn't quite understand like that. That's definitely one of those moments. And and for me, it was kind of like and, and time. I were talking about like back to back with the reveal. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the taskmaster reveal that I thought, well, if you're going to have that character in this movie, the thinker has a specific skill set you know, that has a specific power set of things the thinker does. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you have the thinker do stuff? <laughs> like that doesn't need to be that. It could have been like Dr. Jace from outsiders. It's like the behind, like all the, you know, genetic stuff and, you know, or it could have been, you know, there's a million characters. Like it could have, what's the, what's the character in um, Batman, the animated series that, that is, is split is like split, like the, the basis for splicers, that guy. Oh, they get from the tiger tiger episode. Yes, I What's forget. His that, name? I forget that guy's name because it's not Milo, but Milo no. works in this too because he's the Milo works he's too. the werewolf guy. Yeah, yes, Milo would have worked fine too. You could have easily had any like like uh, white jacketed professor type to be that to be the the go between Starro and whoever. Mm. I thought it would have made more like if you're gonna have a thinker, let the thinker do stuff. Like even if it's like forcing the, the, the someone in the squad to fight each other. Or, you know, he's the one that's able to actually talk to Starro or 
He's tired of being a small time and running Santa Priest and he wants to rule the world. And now he's found his avenue through Starro. But they didn't mm-hmm. do any of that. The thinker doesn't ever. The well, thinker doesn't kind use of the guy that's talking to Starro, though. Kind it of. Is. Kind of. Not really, kind because of. with all the starfish on people's faces, Starro talks fine. Mm. Yeah, that was the other thing. It was like, once you have the moment of like, oh, you're bringing people to feed me? I was like, oh, well, Starro communicates that way through people's voices, so there's no problem there. But the thinker, like I said, the thinker's not controlled. Like, usually the thinker's like a puppet master, and there's none of that. And I didn't understand why Gunn didn't use him that way. Mm. That was my biggest, that was my biggest, huh, about the movie was that. I, like I said, I would have liked the thinker just to been like, I'm talking to Starro. I'm tired of be small town in Santa Prisca. I want to expand across the, I'm going to use, I'm going to use quote unquote Starro to do that. And then Starro just rubbing him out like, like, or tear him apart like he does in the movie. Right. That would have been fine with me. But to have the thinker who I like, especially have like, was it Capaldi, right? Peter Capaldi? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was really like looking forward to him being like, oh, I'm the thinker. And you think, you know, anything you think you're doing, I'm making you think or any of that kind of like all the stuff that thinker does. Cause in the comic in suicide squad, Ostrander's run thinkers like in it and like the thinker that they use there does stuff. Right. <laughs> you know? And this, I was kind of like, eh, I'm really disappointed. He needed, with he needed a brain. He needed a, a, a scientist with like, with like a striking visual. I feel like is, is what you're saying is what you, is what you think is the decision was made for, you know, like why him? Right. Because again, like the thinker traditionally just doesn't, that's not the thinker. Mm-hmm. Like, like he makes, there's one mention when, when she reveals when they're in the bar and they had that moment of downtime and they're drinking in the bar and then the, the, the people come out and they have to rush the, the, the rush rat catcher and everybody out to the van with, uh, what's his name? Um, Melvin? what's the guy that's it's Milton. Milton, Milton. Okay, sorry. Milton. Yeah. So they have to go out the van with Milton anyway. And he, she makes mention of the fact, like he recognizes her technology of like what she does with rats, right? She, he gets that. He goes, oh, I've been thinking about doing the same thing with humans. I'm like, no, that's your whole bit, man. That's not thinking about what you're going to do with humans. You've been doing this for 30 years with Starro and you've never applied the powers that you have? Like, I don't get it. Like, mm. again, I didn't understand. That was my biggest, like my biggest, uh, again, huh? What? With the movie. I do like his line about like you were going to let one little coup get in the way of 30 years of of scientific research. I love right. that line. I thought like sure. just just from that perspective, I think. Right. It's so warped. It's so weird, but like right. also like perfectly in character for him to, to think that way, mm-hmm. you know. And then you get a little bit with the three of them, the, the three, basically three alphas in the back of the, <laughs> the back of the truck mm. or the, the jail, the, the prison transport. Which I thought was an interesting bit. I like that whole scene and the idea that no, they basically kill the only guy that can steer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was interesting. So, so what did you think about the reveal of the mission within the mission? Bit. Let's talk about that. Okay. Actually, but first, let me do some housekeeping. If you like our show, you can check all of our past episodes on YouTube at Let Me Know How It Is dot com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally, if you have any topic ideas for the show, you can send them our way on Twitter or on the comment section. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. Mission within a mission. So let's go. What's the reveal? Sad and twisted. Okay. <laughs> go, yeah. just, go, go into yeah. it, Tommy. Well, no. What, the, what, what is it? Reveal. I mean, like, like say, say just like bluntly what it is first. Like, what is it? It's basically a dirty secret that the Americans, well, basically, the Americans came across Starro. Instead of bringing it to... uh. The U.S., they find a, a country in which they are allies with, plant it there, do weird experiments, and 
um, they don't want to be revealed that this is what they're doing for the last 30 years. Basically. Right. Yeah. It's a big cover up because I don't even think the uh, the government was. Well, certain people, the government weren't even aware of what they're doing. It wasn't until uh, recently that they found out what Jotunheim truly was, you know. Right. And right. then as a result of them not having control or even having them as allies anymore, they wanted to scrap their their fingerprints on something so uh, sinister mm-hmm. as to finding an alien life form. And instead of uh, peaceably dealing with it, they torture it, manipulate it, and use it to, and try to weaponize it, yeah. correct? While torturing also people <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. In, the, in the name of research for this, for this alien that can be the greatest weapon in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Potentially. And like, I, 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 I love this reveal. I love this reveal so much um, because I love, I love the bit where peacemaker is now like, like, Oh, like this is, this is my mission from Waller. Right. Like, like right. you got, like we we're all here as a collective carrying out this mission to destroy this lab and make sure that this star thing doesn't, doesn't get out. But his submission is I can't let, I have to make sure like all records of this, like any hard drives, anything, anything like that gets, gets destroyed. That's his thing, Mm -hmm. which, which puts us at odds with flag, which is, which is a nice bit. We're like, you know, it's very much like, like Waller very much knows about this situation. (laughs) Oh, sure. You know? Right. But that's the thing I get about like one thing's another thing I didn't quite, like I said, I'm fine with the idea that Waller would do certain things. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not okay with the fact that Waller will do everything. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, you know, my thing is, yes, Waller has a mission, and I understand that. But I've, I've never looked at Waller. Waller has a code. Mm-hmm. Waller's not immoral, and I yeah. feel in this movie, there's a lot of times where Waller just sort of like was the nascent, like was a representative for people that would do anything, and I just don't think her character would do anything. Yeah, I know. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. I, again, I, again, I, I, I think Viola Davis is awesome. I think her performance was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I'd love to see her do do more stuff with Waller. But at the same time, you know, to the point where the people in the office have to, you know, whack you in the back of the head with a golf club. <laughs> right. I just don't think. And the other thing is, I don't think Waller lets that stand. I don't think her just she's not going to be muttering in her office and giving side eye after mm-hmm. that happens. That's also the other thing about it where I was like, eh, no, you know, Clifton, Tommy, what do you guys think? What are your thoughts on it? No, well, I don't think Waller is that easily subdued mm-hmm. or uh, based upon how I mean, the mission turned out the way it is, but the way that she was manhandled. There's no way mm-hmm. in hell they'd be sitting in the office uh, uh, thinking about what they did or even um, her not dealing with directly and succinctly. I mean, she had chips of, I mean, she had bombs put in the heads of prisoners. Mm-hmm. That kind of um, finality to things is what she's known to be. Right. But as far as her subordinates basically having a coup, Nah, man. Yeah. That's, there's there's, there's <laughs> okay, no way. No, no, no. Okay, no that's, that, that's an inter- That's an interesting aspect. What do you What do you think about Clifton? What do you think about her characterization in in the film? Um, like I've not read too much of her. I only know her from the animated series, really. And I mean, she definitely goes a little too far in the animated series. So that's the only real version I knew of her before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, her staff probably should have had to have run after <laughs> right <laughs> after stopping her. <laughs> I did look up the blonde woman is um, that was in the office with the, with Steve ah, okay. Agee and them. Her character is Amelia Harcourt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, who I looked up uh, is from the more recent Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. First appearance was November of 2016. Gotcha. Uh, so she was in a recent Suicide Squad run comic for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's who that was. That was also in the office. Gotcha. 
I think it's all like beautifully set up. I think I think to get us to this point where the characters are now illuminated to what really is the situation. Mm-hmm. Right. And flag has his reaction of like, I don't care. He's like, I've served this country for X number of years, but like, right. this is wrong and this needs to get out. And I'm taking this information with me, which then puts him at odds with peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, which I think is a beautiful, I think is a beautiful setup thing. Um, I'm with you with the Waller stuff, which is weird. I think, I think her characterization in both movies had some moments of that's her perfectly. And also, right. Ooh, that's a step too far. Right. Right. Like in the, I, in, I the, in the first movie, she, her, her team, she actually like picks up a gun. Once the operation is, is like coming to a close and, and blows away the whole room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, okay. That I'm like, that's not Waller. That's too far. I'm like mm-hmm. Waller. Waller to me certainly doesn't get her own hands dirty. Generally, no. on on this Generally, right yeah. like she's gonna yeah. she's gonna put yeah. you in a situation if she wants you out of the way she's gonna put you in a situation for this right um right. but what makes it hard for me which which is in direct contradiction of what i just said because this is the this is the exact situation she's she's in in this movie though the idea that she puts all of those crooks in the first scene in a mm. situation to just get blown away right because for that, it like, and like, that's the only goal is like, I, I need them all to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why? Right. I mean, to not know why, to not know why she wants these other characters out of the way, I think, mm-hmm. I think is a little bit of a disservice. I certainly see why, why it could be like, she can foresee like, well, if flag knows about this, he's going to be an issue. And I need to sort of like, this is a way of getting possibly taking care of that problem before it arises. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? But like, but it, th- but it, it trickles down to like, but why is she getting rid of like all the other ones? Sure. Oh you yeah. Know? Well, I mean, I, I don't, I, here's my thing. I, she's never, as far as I know, never taken glee in the fact that I'm sending these criminals to die. Right. There's never been, that's never been her, like their means to an end. Yes. But it's not like, Oh, I can't wait to watch. It's almost along the lines of like, Oh, I can't wait to see how this guy dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, no, not really. So, yeah, I I thought that was there was just some that some of the characterization didn't quite work for me. I understand the idea of like, and then I guess well, so we had the reveal of I guess we should probably try and get to either wrap this up or get mm-hmm. to a point where, but we get to the point where Starro's revealed fully and, and Starro's break and like the whole thing with with uh, Flag and Peacemaker when they finally have the, come to blows, it kind of reminds me of how um, a flag like there's a fight with flag and, and a and a guy in in that where they're fighting in a building that the, like's coming apart. So I don't know if that was just a direct nod to that or just that was the scene that they had for it. Mm-hmm. But I I, I like that whole fight. I like that whole scene. I think that all works. And then the, the reveal at the end with Ratcatcher too, I think is really good. Um, and then just the end, you know, what was what may look like the end of Peacemaker, right? And then the whole time is the build again as the building's falling apart. Starro's tearing, you know, starting to get free. Um. I I guess I didn't quite understand what the turn was for Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite get the whole thing of what 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 what, what switch got thrown that said nope. I'm going to go stand up to this thing. Mm-hmm. And I you know again it's 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 a, they they call back to the daughter for that we saw for two minutes or the scene or whatever before you know so we can see like the whole oh, that's my dad you know taking on a kaiju right but <laughs> but. You know, 
I, if it had been another character that did it in turn, like if it had been Harley and Harley had turned in that moment and said, no, we have to go try and we can't let all these people die. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole, this again, the, the, like I said before, there are bad guys and then there are evil guys. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's one of those things where I've to, not to a quick aside. I, I've talked about it with Tommy, like the idea of like the show Fargo does that really well too. Like, no, there are people that are good at being criminals and there are bad guys and then there are evil guys. Right. Mm. Tommy, wouldn't you agree? Oh, no, definitely. Like that show particularly does amazingly well with giving you like the levels and strata of like what being a bad guy, quote unquote, or being a villain, quote unquote, is like. And I think I think the Suicide Squad does should do that as well. And I think the idea that Harley wouldn't want to, you know, you know, there's a lot of like little moments of like the idea of like. The, like kids were the place you didn't cross the line for some of these mm-hmm. villains, right? They hit it a couple times. Yeah, and there there is a lot of mention of that in, in in this movie a couple times of of things happening to kids, right? Right, and how it's always awful, right? Yeah. And like that was the line for a lot of those villains mm-hmm. was like no, so like well, I mean, like they mentioned Weasel was had no no problem with killing kids, but the, the, some of the others were like, oh my god, there's no way I'm killing kids, yeah, or I would never do that, or like so that would have been my moment of like, well, it should have been Harley that turned and then the rest of them been like, well, we can't let her die alone kind of a thing. Right. So one of the things too, that makes the general so, so evil too, is that he hangs the kids. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, sure. like, like the, of course. The, the, the former president's kids and stuff like, yeah, yeah. 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 That and the whole thing with the birds, that's the other bit was like, you just, you know, that's a shorthand of like, Oh, you're really evil. So yeah. but I, li- I like the, you know, the, the finale is good. I like the fight. I think it's all cool. I mean, as soon as I saw the other thing is when, you know, as soon as Polka Dot Man's like, I'm a fucking superhero. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you knew full well what was coming. So, yeah. well, I thought so even from the commercials, because that that bits in the trailer where I, when I heard it, when I saw the clip of him do that in the trailer, I'm like, oh, Polka Dot Man needs it. Yeah. I'm like, that's the, yeah. that's the moment he's dying. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. But the bit of his mom tearing up the, the city was nice. Yeah. Like all the, like I think I thought the fact. Well, again, that's the other thing about the turn that I thought was weird for Bloods for Bloodsport is, like, I got to go save these people. But you know, all these people that have these stars on their heads, <laughs> I'm just gonna blow them away. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the other thing. It was like, whoa, like we, you know, there might be a, Star Labs might find a way to separate them properly. We don't know yet. Right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I think I. Th- yeah, I can't disagree with you there, but I think I think the shorthand that, you know, w- once we talk about the shot that I talked about at the start, when you see mm-hmm. the shot of like people that have had the star removed and their faces are gone where the star was. Oh, yeah. I'm like, well, that was there's a certain sense of like, well, those people are dead anyway. Well, no, <laughs> they, no, no, you know? I agree. With you. They make I mean, they make a point of mentioning the fact that like in because that's my, my my wife even mentions to me like, wait a minute, that's not the deal with star. You can separate from star once he's been like basically been attached to you. I'm like, yeah, I know. But. I guess in this one, they're playing it differently that mm. no, it's like, it's, it's a death sentence. Once you have been, you know, you've made contact with star, if it's been attached to your face, whatever. Right. So at least after a certain amount of time, yeah, as far as right. you can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to tell, but yeah, I think that bit is fun. The fact that you get kind of like a weird zombie movie at the end with a like cross with a Kaju fight is fun. Mm, yeah. To me. That's where that's where Tommy was saying they tricked him into watching a horror right, movie. Right. He didn't know he was getting a horror movie. <laughs> they did. They did. Yeah. Yes. Whereas like, for me, that 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 conflict with Peacemaker and Flag is the real like kind of tension of that of, of mm-hmm. the film. Like I think that I think that scene is so beautifully done. It's so well done. And and while I hate the outcome of it because right. because, you know, like I said, like I th- I think Flag is an important character for the concept. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. right. 
that said, I mean, it can work without him clearly. I mean, like, you know, Bloodsport can fill that role in mm-hmm. movies going forward of of like I'm I'm the guy kind of like keeping them in line, but I think I, there's a certain logic to flag that makes sense to me of like like she like Waller can at least know what she's getting with him, right? Whereas like still like sure. like like any any criminal like to put the criminal in charge can still kind of like be be at the whim of whatever like I'm not going to do this or I am going to do that. Whereas like he's he's committed to the ideal, right? Like she doesn't have right. to worry about him. And I and I think that like just like I said, just in an exercise of logic, just to have him around mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of be like, oh, okay, he's the chaperone. Got it. Sure. You know? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I also like the fact that you know, as much as Waller, you know, we want to believe that Waller's going to do whatever Waller wants to do. Waller sets up all sorts of people around her that's going to tell her no. Yeah. Or that's too far or mm-hmm. we shouldn't do that. And, and and Rick Flag is one of those people. And I and yeah, and I thought about it too like cuz I I I do th- I think Viola Davis is awesome. As she Waller. Is. I think she's really great. But yeah, I think the thing about it like thinking about it since is that she she she's a little too aggressive at wanting certain people to die. I think, and yeah, I, think oh yeah. I think that I think that's the thing that kind of bothers me mm-hmm. a little bit. Sure. You know Absolutely. what I mean? I can see that. Yeah. So, yeah. So we should start wrapping it up pretty soon. Um, but uh, fi- final thoughts. Let's go. Let's go ahead. Just go around. Anything, anything, anything we left out that you want that you want to get off your chest real quick. The dim mock, the thing that they talk about, the, the death touch. Right. That's actually from a comic. Okay. Oddly enough, not a Suicide Squad comic. Right. Um, it's from the Flash Annual number one. Okay. Um, I believe it's Mike Barron is the one that the writer on that because he was still the writer at that time on Flash. But it's all it's all about Wally West. Um, you know, meeting a, meeting a, a a master of the of the of the, the that basically explains a dim mock. I was really surprised mm-hmm. that it was in there because it's kind of an odd poll. But that whole bit is from from that annual. So if you're if you okay. if you want to learn more about the dim mock and the death touch and how you can you know how how it can be done, it's it's all in that book. All right, okay. Tommy, any any last thought? Uh, no, I was, just want to put out that I was tricked into watching the horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy is not a horror fan. No, <laughs> cringe, cringe, double cringe, cringe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was entertaining. I can't even lie. Um, yeah. Very comedic. Um, it had James Gunn's touch, which is it. It made it made you cringe and had all moments, all yeah. in the same movie. Yes, which is weird, but yet yep. that's his thing. Um, yeah, it had all his signature stuff. I can't. I can't even lie. It's a James Gunn movie through and through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking looking forward to what he does in the future, as always. It's just you know, and and the Peacemaker show that's coming out. Let's see if they continue to if we continue to use more DC characters in such a way that would open up the uh, the door. And the question: I wonder if Belanti is um, producing that show because he's all over the DC. No, I don't know. Oh, he's yeah, involved in know. that one. Hmm. Yeah, that's all. Clifton, what about you? No, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, he went in for James Gunn. Now, I do have an opinion on James Gunn. Where I, I don't know if it's unpopular, but I think he actually works a little better in in some constraints with some boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think when left unchecked, he can get a little lost in his excess, mm-hmm. um, like some of the 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 horror aspects that Tommy was talking about here. I don't disagree. I think I think could have been you know dialed back a little and and been as effective in a different way uh, without without going a little too far. 
but it's what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But the one thing, like he does his heart, like he always uh, is able to inject heart yeah. into his stories. And he does that here. And I think like the ending here, the rat catcher, the character, uh, the other characters, like, like they have such heart that like they really stick the landing on this movie because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I definitely appreciate it all for that and really enjoyed it. Yeah. I agree. I, I enjoyed this movie uh, a lot. Um, I agree with you, Clifton. I think I, I think reining him in just a little bit um, right. would would kind of I, I think would at least kind of trim some of the like the huh? Like, that's weird. Mm. Like moments in this <laughs> right. movie. Um, right. But I mean, it's a nice looking movie. It's a fun movie and everything. I have to I have to train myself and this. This is this will be my final. Thought. I have to train myself to remember that DC movies don't have a plan like Marvel movies. And I think, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of like, like I, after I watched it as much as I liked it, there was a sense of like, there's like a disappointment a little bit because also there's, there's not any setup for something grand yeah, coming, right. right? Like your stingers are a little disappointing to me because they're kind of they're like, they're kind of the same. Like, like we know mm, oh, yeah. oh, weasels revealed to be alive. Got it. Okay. That's fun. You know? <laughs> and then. The second one is like, oh, Peacemaker's revealed to be alive. Got it. Okay. <laughs> which, which, like, really, I don't care about because I know he's getting yeah. a show, which I'm on board for, you know? Yeah. Right. And that one, honestly, I wondered if it, it was like, they're like, we got the show coming. We got to shoot this stinger so people know he didn't die. No, mm-hmm. I, uh, like, I, 100%. I wondered. Clifton, I thought that I wondered. too. That was something I was going to ask. I was like, is that stinger something that got, that was filmed much later? Because, right. because he has said that, like, Basically, it was lockdown that like where he didn't have much to do where like he wrote the Peacemaker mm. show and he started right. thinking about like the idea of the character. So that does let me lead me to think like, was the character intended to just be dead? And then like, oh, right. no, we got something here. And, and like, weirdly, they're going to let me make it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's turn around and, and shoot this, which while we're shooting the show, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Possible. Yeah, exactly. So. um. So, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of that. I kind of wish, you know, Marvel's spoils us, I think, with in jokes of, of oh, they're setting up for, <laughs> right? Like, oh, that, that, that means Thanos. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. um, so, yeah. So, and the same thing happened to me in Wonder Woman 84, which I'm like, I kind of like, I'm still waiting for, like, really? No Black Adam nod to anything? Nothing? <laughs> right. nothing? Okay. Yeah. All right. Guys, let us know uh, how you like this. If you want more review podcast episodes, because, uh, you know, we were just we were, this is our first time talking about the movie with everybody. So we just decided to record it and, you know, see if you guys like it. So as always, we'll post links and examples of everything we talk about. Let me know how it is dot com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media. Thanks for listening. And we will see you guys next time. 